0: of Shades Midweek, where we have conversations about theology, culture, and all things Shades. I'm here in Four Stream Studio with John Mark Durow and Jonathan Hayes Guys, it's good to be with you both on this cloudy
1: afternoon. It's good to be here, man. I just have one question for John Mark before we get too deep into yeah. this thing. Is that computer recording?
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're good. We're 100% good
1: we are our plan is to record today we the episode that we lost last time for That's all right. of our our dedicated listeners that have been eagerly awaiting us to re-record this episode. So
0: we said yeah. amazing and profound things which that, are
1: definitely not going to happen again. Yes, but <laughs> anyway. So
0: we'll try
2: our best today.
1: Yeah,
0: before to we get into you. the topic
2: for today,
0: John Mark, why don't you give us an announcement update? An
1: exciting announcement.
0: I feel like we need a a name for the announcement time. Uh, uh,
2: announcements <laughs> yeah but know. like a name like something corner catch <laughs> like up corner the amen oh corner my <laughs> word. what is happening right now Ketchup a lot of corner
0: Some churches Well, a lot of churches will do their announcements on video now you know it'll be like <gasps> this week on the buzz so <laughs>
2: oh my word i just the I briefing, just, the, just, briefing. <laughs> the briefing <laughs> We don't have to. Okay, we can pray, we can pray about the it. The latest uh, this wh- week on the current. <laughs> what's current? <laughs> <laughs> we could have another
0: song and an intro. Right, I think that would be good.
1: The, the podcast is going to get to where it's nothing but songs for each segment. <laughs> oh my goodness, I would love that. Okay, well, what's what's up on the buzz?
2: All right, so currently we have some T-shirts that just came in. Woo. Yes. new svcc t-shirts they are beautiful they are soft they are comfortable they are cozy and you need one so
1: shout out to andrew thompson
2: shout out shout out to andrew thompson Design. they're beautiful uh we got the stickers too right yes stickers are in as well uh t-shirts are 15 dollars, i think yes mm-hmm. and you
1: get a free sticker with your t-shirt
2: you can pay via cash check uh or square with your credit card So we'll have those available. I think you can come up to the church on either Wednesday nights. like We have youth on Wednesdays, so maybe if you're dropping off youth and you'd like to get your T-shirt, then you can, or you can definitely get it on Sunday mornings when we have our services. So definitely come by and uh, grab some
1: T-shirts. Yeah, and a lot of you pre-ordered them, so we should have. If you pre-ordered, we definitely have your shirt here, but we did get some extras with the initial order. So even if you didn't pre-order one, you can try to get a hold of one of the few Extras (laughs) Extras <laughs>
2: that, yes, that we can. ordered.
1: And I'm sure we'll order more in the future. But awesome. shirts, And that's all from the buzz. That's all from the buzz. <laughs> Cue
2: outro music.
1: Uh, oh, man. Well, Jonathan, do you want to introduce what we're talking about today? Sure. Well, I think all of our dedicated listeners should know because they've been eagerly anticipating this episode. Now, uh, we've done a couple of episodes recently where we've been talking about our values. Our values at Shades Valley are... Descriptions of the type of culture that we want to have uh, here at Shades as we carry out our mission and ministry. And so we summarize our values through three primary statements um, they are messy authenticity, spirit simplicity, and four stream unity. And we've already done two episodes. Uh, One on 4Stream Unity, one on Messy Authenticity. You can go back and find any of those eps if you would like to. Or uh, you can just listen to the interview with Amy Ross to really find out really what Messy Authenticity is all about.
0: Really embodied in the
1: Amy Ross episode. (laughs) It was fantastic. Um, But so we just have one more to go, and that is Spirit Simplicity, which is probably the one that just when you hear them, listed your, uh, well, I mean, if you're familiar with four stream language here at Shades, then you probably have a good idea what that's about. But people can probably guess what four stream unity is about, what messy authenticity is about, but you say spirit simplicity and people kind of look at you strange. So yeah, we're going to dive into that one. So I'll get us started uh, just by reading the paragraph uh, that we have on our website to summarize what we mean by spirit simplicity. So It says, Our gatherings do not feature flashy production, but feel more like a family gathered in a living room. Our calendars are not cluttered with church programs, as we don't schedule much more than Sunday worship and community groups. All of this simplicity is rooted in our desire to not rely upon our own creative programming, but on the power of the Holy Spirit. We believe it is in the normal practices of our worship and our lives that the Spirit works His power. So, We worship simply, and we keep a simple schedule to free up our people for gospel impact in their jobs, schools, neighborhoods, and communities. We embrace the miraculous and the mundane through spirit simplicity. So that's kind of how we sum this up. And I figured the easiest thing to do would probably be for us to just break this down. It kind of easily breaks down into three sections, if you will, and, and really each of us kind of has our hand primarily in one of each of these three things. So to get us started, just that first sentence uh, of what we mean by spirit simplicity, our gatherings, so when we gather together for worship, our gatherings do not feature flashy production, but feel more like a family gathered in a living room. So John Mark, you obviously have a really big hand in what the shape of Sunday morning looks like, you know, what the production quote unquote uh, looks like. And so well, I figured we'd let you start out by talking about uh, kind of why is it that we don't have lights and smoke and, you know, massive camera on a, on a boom arm sweeping back and forth <laughs> for the cool live action shots being projected to our screens <laughs> and the laser light show and, and all that. Because, I mean, I think all of us came from a background where there was definitely more production uh, mm-hmm. g- that went into Sunday morning. And, John Mark, you have more experience with that than any of us just through your experience Um, in in prior churches and in the music industry so so why don't we do that at shades
2: yeah i mean so i've been at shades since 2013 so i would say the simple answer is that i fortunately inherited a culture that had already been established at shades which was exactly what we're talking about which is uh lack of focus on production such as expensive intelligent lighting systems fog machines um, things like that Um, you know a huge huge sound system that sounds like you're at a rock show like all of those things was a part of Shades long before I got here I think the first Sunday morning that I visited was just Joseph Wolski on an acoustic guitar with a female vocalist and that was it whereas if you go to not all churches but a lot of churches right now, you know, every week it's a it's a full band with several guitar players and drums and six background vocals and and they're sometimes maybe they're playing with tracks and and all of those things. So we try to keep things as simple as possible. I think uh, the layout of the room when we gather together on Sunday mornings, I think that speaks into that as well. The fact that. There's not an emphasis placed on who is on the stage um, or what that looks like, but rather we're all facing each other in a circle and worshiping together while being able to see each other's faces. We're focused on the cross and the table that are at the center of the room. So I think all those things contribute to that simplistic nature. I mean, ultimately, I think the goal when we gather together to worship is um, for the body to sing praises together and for everything that we do to to point to Christ. Mm -hmm. So every decision that we make, intentional or sometimes maybe even unintentional, the goal is to point to Christ. So that's why we have simple lighting. It's why we sometimes have simple bands where there's not a lot going on. And then another part of that is that it's not very formulaic or programmatic, if you will. Um, sometimes we go off script, right? Um, sometimes there'll be a song that we. Extend. I love how you, I love how you said
1: sometimes. <laughs> sometimes we go off script. How about? i I'm, I'm being I'm being, I'm being generous. I'm being generous. And, yeah. and just to compare that for for people, like I, I've been in in a background before. Come from a place where there's literally a clock. On the back of the wall, that's a countdown timer, and like if you get up to do announcements, you've got a set amount of time, and you got to be done before that thing runs out. And that happens for every single thing, like you know, it's just it's highly programmed, it's highly all all of that. So so that's what you're talking about. It's not like that. It's much looser and off script. And
0: and, a lot of churches uh, want to emulate either a concert or a conference, and they want to take that and their desire is to kind of reproduce that on a Sunday-to-Sunday basis. and So that requires a certain level of production that requires a lot of rehearsal, that requires making sure that you have certain people on stage with certain talent levels and experience Mm -hmm. or ability to speak or or what have you. And I think uh, while there's nothing... Inherently wrong with that. I think for some people it can seem inauthentic, or that the church is trying to reproduce something rather than just uh, create something that's a unique expression of this local community. I don't know if you think that's fair or not. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, it it also creates a divide between the professionals, you know, and the people. Like those who are on the stage, they're the professionals, Mm. um, and they're the ones who are here to perform right. and we're the people, the the congregation who's here to consume, Yeah, you know, and, and that's even communicated through the way the room's set up. Like the, you, you face each other. Usually, you know, the entire congregation sits in rows facing directly the stage. So we're here to watch what's going on up there versus, you know, as John Mark was just talking earlier about the setup of our room being more circular uh, that 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 communicates. We're here together. We're in mm-hmm. everybody out there, if you will, in the congregation is just as much a part of the band yeah. as the band is. Yes. We're we're all in a circle around what sits at the center of our faith: the cross and the table, the the things that point us to to Christ. We're here to center on Christ, and that mm-hmm. and that's part of what's meant in our statement that like uh, our, our desires for this to feel more like a family gathered in a living room. Like mm. it's not to have that concert feel; it's to have the feel of we're a community gathered together, worshiping together, centered on Christ, and and that's why we try to strip away a lot of things and, and keep things as simple as possible. It helps to keep us centered and focused on on what uh, we believe is is uh, we need to be focused on.
0: Yeah, and maybe an, uh, another example that can help people kind of picture what we're talking about is. I think we've all talked about being on church staffs where the approach to Sunday morning starts with someone saying, okay, what are we going to do this week to grab people's attention? Yeah. Or what are we going to do this week to um, what uh, enhance the theme of what we're talking about? Or yeah. what are we going to do? Not that it would be said like this, but what are we going to do to wow people? What are I we like- going to do to... Awe people like, what if we do this crazy thing, or what if you do what if we do this wild thing, or what if we bring this thing on stage, or what if <laughs> and sometimes there can be so much focus and so much energy on that that um just a I don't know if focus on the message of the gospel, a focus on the hearts of those that are um are involved in the service and a focus just on the power of God to work and move can in practice kind of be
1: put on the sidelines. Right. Right. Well, and and this is why we don't just say we value simplicity, but spirit simplicity, Right. Yeah. B- because what, what you're talking about, like when, when we come together and we're like, hey, what can we do on Sunday? W- w- what's ultimately being asked is what powerful thing can we do? Yes. What's going to be a powerful moment that's going to move people and such? And and the idea is that that's within our grasp, within our power to actually pull yeah. that off.
0: Right? And a lot of times right. it's, hey, look what this church did. And yeah. the people respond really well. Let's do that. Right. Not that it's ever wrong to take something from another church but when that becomes like the steady diet of like what's successful what's going on out there and how can we copy that um that does seem to move away from a value of simplicity and authenticity
1: yeah well and, and the idea being that it's through the simple that it's even more evident that it's the spirit's power at work. You mean the miraculous and the mundane, gentlemen? <laughs> it's almost like the Bible says we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. He mm. loves to work through the weak, to shame the strong, through the foolish, yeah. to shame the wise. And and I think that when, when your focus and your goal isn't on what is it that we bring to the table that we can do to create this amazing, powerful moment or experience or whatever— when the focus isn't on that, when the focus is just on Christ and the powerful happens, mm-hmm. like it's just that much more evident that it's the spirit at at work. And I think this is why we are, our goal is not just simplicity for simplicity's sake, mm-hmm. but simplicity to try to put an emphasis on the spirit and reliance on the spirit. Um, another one, one other way I just wanted to kind of bring up really quick uh, that I thought, this is kind of evident. It shades the spirit simplicity in in worship, um, and not being overly produced, uh, is in transitions, <laughs> um, or the lack thereof. Sometimes, um, transitions is a big thing that that normally gets talked about a lot when you're putting together a worship oh, yeah. service, like the flow of the service, and we have to have smooth transitions because otherwise, we're gonna, pe- yes, people are gonna be brought out of the moment. I remember hearing or seeing somewhere somebody talking about the Holy Spirit is not a synthesizer. Um, <laughs> like the idea being like if we can, you know, just kind of synthes- like like have a pad or a synthesizer just kind of constantly running in the background. That kind of keeps the mood and keeps yep, the flow. Keeps and again, and- not that there's something wrong with that. We do that sometimes, you know. Yeah, and, and I like synthesizers. And, yeah, there's nothing yeah, wrong yeah, yeah. with Mark has like six of them on stage. <laughs> But uh, but again, just the idea being like we're not going to try to make sure this is this crazy seamless production. Mm-hmm. There's there are awkward moments in our services. There are times when there's weird silence when somebody who's supposed <laughs> to come up and do announcements forgets to come up and do announcements when yeah. Or, yeah. or whatever. But we we embrace that because that's what happens when a family gets together. Mm-hmm. Like when yeah. a family gets together to eat together, it's not like there's just perfect flow of conversation the whole time sometimes it's awkward Um, yes but but it's real it's authentic and so
2: yeah that's what I was going to interject was that I, I think it allows for grace during the service because I the church that I was at before if a transition was off or something went wrong it was like Everybody was on pins and needles, like, what are, What the, do we do now? There was a meeting like, later to talk it? about yeah. it, wasn't there? Like, oh, yeah. We need to talk to somebody because we can't let that happen again. Yeah. So <clears> at <throat> Shades, that's what's cool is the, the living room, the family feel that you were t- describing, Jonathan, I think lends itself. We all have grace for one another in those moments when I – Totally mess up like words or a song or a melody or something like that. It doesn't turn into this huge like worship fails moment where it's where where it's supposed to be like this picture of like a perfect band that gets up there and plays the perfect worship set. And no one messed up, and no one missed a lyric or a note or whatever. But there's actually a lot of grace for that at Shades, mm-hmm. and 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 we don't have like professional players, which is another aspect of that too. And yes, we want to do our best, and yes, we want to play skillfully before the Lord, and and all of those things. That's where our heart's at. But but our heart is also for for worship and creating uh, a space where anyone can join in. On Sunday morning, and not feel awkward or out of place, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah.
0: And when you say we don't have professional musicians, you're obviously not talking about yourself, since you are a professional Sometimes. musician. <laughs> but people may be shocked to know that all of our musicians are not paid a lot of money on Sunday. They are volunteers. Right. They are from the body, or they have a relationship yeah, with I've the been church. i
1: say, we need to pay a drummer. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he's not very good, but you know, we bear with one another. We do. We do. Yeah. So,
1: but I I re- real quick before we continue on in the conversation cuz I feel like we keep kind of making this little caveat along the way. So I want to kind of drop this as just a one-time <laughs> caveat and maybe we can move on Sweet. without having to do it over <laughs> and over again. Um real quick, just one uh this entire conversation is not meant to sound self-congratulatory <laughs> like, we're so awesome we're so great <laughs> we, i mean so much of the way we do it is the best <laughs> so much of this
0: we inherited yes you know yes. i mean we really did that's what
1: i wanted to stress like yeah. like we, this is a lot of the stuff that attracted us to shades we we came yeah, in and we're really blessed to be a part of of the way that that things are done uh here but then secondly um we 've said many times and just want to reiterate we're not saying any of this as a to, to try and just lambast and criticize other churches who do it differently uh, our my hope and desire is that every church does what they do intentionally yeah um, and that they have reasons for doing what they do and so mm-hmm. this entire episode uh, and, and our previous ones about our other values our goal in this is to express to you why we do it the way we do it um, and sometimes the only way to talk about that is comparing and contrasting it with our previous experiences and stuff like that. But please don't take it as us being like, anyone with a fog machine doesn't love Jesus. <laughs> and um.
0: just to be clear, none of this applies to the Christmas spectacular. Let's <laughs> right.
1: just
2: be... We throw that out the window
1: for the Christmas Let's be clear spectacles. on that. Yeah.
2: No values there. <laughs> the goal is to wow people. <laughs> to be as insane day, and yes. ridiculous as possible.
1: Oh, but even that is done ironically. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe for you, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway. Um, all right. Well, the the second portion of our definition moves from talking about spirit simplicity in our gatherings to talking about it kind of in our our calendars. Uh, our calendars, we say, aren't cluttered with church programs. We don't schedule a lot more than uh, worship and community groups, which. COVID has kind of thrown that one out the window a little bit.
0: Well, I was going to say, I, in the last episode that got deleted, we did like 15 announcements. We we're like, then we then have we got so, much, so much going on. It's so complicated. It's going to take a second for us to explain it all. And then we're like, okay, spirit simplicity <laughs> in our calendars. Let's talk about this.
1: Well, obviously, we've been planning and doing a lot more events outside of Sunday during uh, COVID to try and provide uh, safe environments for people to be able to connect with community. And so that involves planning a lot of outdoor stuff. And so there are obvious exceptions to the rule. (laughs) But in general, the rule is that we don't we don't schedule a ton. We do some, but not a ton outside of Sunday worship and community groups. And uh, and yeah. So Brad. You are involved uh, a lot with like our community groups and those types of things. So wh- why why don't we schedule more, Brad? Why mm. why don't we just do stuff? <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. I mean the first the first um, position I ever held at a church to a large extent I could have been described as an event planner. That wasn't all I was, but mm. I mean I, I was in youth ministry and we went nonstop doing event after event after event. And that wasn't just typical of our youth ministry. I mean, our church did. We did tons. So why don't we do more, Brad?
0: Yes. And I think with that, the events are seen as avenues in which people are discipled, in which community happens, in which relationships are formed, in which evangelism happens. I know you're going to talk about that in a little bit. And so I think we can start out by saying that we value discipleship, we value community, we value authenticity, we value evangelism, but we just see it playing out in the context of our church differently than maybe what you could call an event-driven ministry would. And when I say an event-driven ministry, I mean that... Events are created with the um, idea of attracting people and engaging people, and so you get people to the events. And once you get them to the event, that the ministry staff, a lot of times it's a large staff with a large budget, has planned. Then people can volunteer; they can participate in that. But that's where discipleship happens. That's where evangelism happens. That's where community happens and is grow and grows. And so it shades we take a, a little different approach just with the rhythm of our uh, body, our, our life here. And the phrase that we have used in the um, Spirit Simplicity Explanation, the, the phrase you hear us say from time to time is the miraculous and the mundane, and so what we want to do is not constantly be, cre- be creating the next program or the next event that people are waiting for for discipleship to happen or for that next breakthrough to happen. Rather, we want to have kind of simple rhythms that we embody and we inhabit uh, in our lives in which we believe God does amazing things. Mm-hmm. And so we believe that that happens in worship as we bear witness to Jesus and what we do. We also believe that that happens in community groups where we gather and the word is opened up and people share what's going on with their lives and they pray for one another and they uh, serve together. We believe that this happens with some of our serving teams that serve in ways that people would think are pretty mundane and simple. But nonetheless, we believe that God works and builds up the body through that. But we also acknowledge that God works outside of those official gatherings, if you will. Um, And so we want to not fill up everyone's calendar so much that they have no space to serve outside of the serving team or they have no space to gather with community outside of church community gatherings. Um, We believe that discipleship and community and evangelism and all these things happen organically as each of us submits to Christ's lordship and the Spirit's lead in our life. And when that happens, the body, organically, all under the leadership of the Holy Spirit in various ways, um, moves and works in Birmingham in ways that we as a staff sitting in a room could never dream up, could never fathom. So I'm a little all over the place.
1: but no, no I mean like as you talk about kind of like that organized versus organic thing. yeah um, I, I mean if you'd have asked me like growing up within a church, what does it mean? to be involved, yeah, you know, or to be like a really uh, connected part of a church community. Like I, I would have measured involvement based on how many organized functions, groups, whatever you were signed up for, you were attending all of those things.
0: Right, yeah. And
1: it was really a paradigm shift for me when I first came to Shades to realize that the people that I looked at at Shades as being the most involved, the most connected, the most a part of the community, a lot of them weren't in any of those you know yeah. organized not even it'll an organized blow, it'll blow
0: up your yeah, not sure. even
1: an organized community group yeah yeah uh, not serving on an organized team but like organically or we're just entrenched in the body discipleship was happening in their homes and with people and it, i mean it's just they. i i i used to say um this is the church that i've been a part of where there's been the least amount of scheduled and where people are together the most mm. um like like that's, that's how i would describe it um and I, I think yeah, it, it goes back to the idea not just of simplicity, but spirit simplicity, right? Like, in mm-hmm. other words, just like we don't think we have to manufacture something in the worship service on Sunday morning, we don't think we have to design the perfect program that this is going to be the thing that the spirit used, this is gonna be the powerful thing in people's lives. Mm-hmm. you know, it, no, we believe the spirit works through our regular worship together, through regular normal, gatherings in community groups, through people eating together, being in each other's lives, like just through the regular, the miraculous in the mundane. Yeah,
0: yeah, right? yeah. I think our hope is that uh, the body would see the ministers not as people who are paid to do the work of ministry, but rather pastors who are called to equip the body to do the work of ministry. And so what I've seen is when we do give people that space and that freedom um, that there are ministries that spring up. There are people that serve in their neighborhoods and their communities. The Lord just does a variety of different things with that space given, and that's really cool to see as a pastor. Now, as a pastor, it can make you feel like you're not doing anything <laughs> um, because it's very easy to, to point to a bunch of events and say like, oh, well, let's talk about discipleship at Shades Valley Community Church. Let me tell you about our one conference. With our one conference at Shades Valley Community Church, we walk through people through a five-step discipleship program. That, That's how discipleship happens. Check. And so you can't do that if you're operating in this more kind of organic way. Um, and so you can be like, wow, I'm not doing anything as a pastor. Uh, but I think we just have to reframe what it looks like to be a pastor and what a pastor is really called to do. And um, mm. a pastor isn't a glorified event planner, right? Mm. Um, not that pastors can't plan events. We can plan events pretty well, I think, <laughs> actually.
2: I, I like our events. Our, our plan. Christmas
0: spectacular. We're back to I it. Mean, back to that, yeah. Um, but <laughs> it's just to say that we want to we spend our time um, praying for the body, equipping the body through the word and listening to the body and giving pastoral counsel and then we want to kind of uh, empower people to serve and to gather in ways that the Lord has called them. And that's, it's been really cool to kind of take a step back and be like, okay, this isn't about me as a pastor. Sorry, this is becoming about me now. This isn't about me as a pastor being able to c- create this Brad, cool t- ministry. T- t- tell and write, us more
1: about how, how you're feeling right now. <laughs>
0: and write this amazing book about what we've been able to do. Um, but rather it's, it's to point in the body. Uh, to point to the body, excuse me, and, uh, and to show what God's doing through them, and that's really cool.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I uh, let me make it about me now. Um, <laughs> Good, JM, you're next. All right. <laughs> uh, no, uh, in in my previous uh, employment situations, I, I would say the overwhelming majority of my work uh, as a minister has been administrative. Um, overwhelmingly administrative, because uh, you know planning events or organizing service opportunities or, or whatever it is. Uh, and that minimizes the amount of time I was able to be with people, and it minimized the time I was able to spend teaching or preparing to teach, and I would say all of that's been flipped on its head here at Shades, so uh, the administrative tasks are minimized, and it maximizes the amount of time I get to be with people in their lives, involved, counseling, any of those things, and, and I get to focus also on teaching and discipling people, so and and so it affects our schedule too, is, is what I'm saying. Like it, the fact that the schedule is simplified, uh, we we hope f- provides a lot of freedom for the body, for the spirit to be at work through the normal means of grace. But it also uh, provides a lot of freedom uh, for us as well, for the the whole church. Yes, and I mean, and that really leads into Brad. You kind of touched on this a little bit, but it leads into the the final portion of our statement, uh, which talks about how. Uh, we we do we embrace spirit simplicity, we worship simply, we uh, simplify our schedules in order to free up people for gospel impact in their jobs, their schools, their neighborhoods, their communities. In other words, uh, Brad was mostly talking about how our simplification of our schedules uh, frees people up to be involved in one another's lives organically and how God's at work in the midst of that, uh, doing the work of discipleship as, as we disciple one another. Uh, but this also creates a new paradigm uh, for mission. Uh, so not just for our involvement with one another within our church community, but our involvement with the greater community outside of the church, serving that community and being on mission to share the gospel there amongst that community. And, and, and what I mean is this. So I used to try to create what, what it would mean for people at, at churches I'd served before to be involved in mission like if you ask the question, how are people at your church on mission uh, in your community? I, I would have answered that by listing off programs I created, opportunities I created, or what have not that people were to volunteer for and come and be involved in. So it'd be like, okay, uh, I'm going to create this thing where once a month we go down to uh, a park where we know homeless people hang out and we're going to do a, a food service line. We're going to feed the homeless and, and maybe have a chance to share the gospel. And that's us being involved in mission check it's that one hour a month you know what have not uh but we would create all those kinds of service times opportunities events whatever things for people to be involved in and people would be really involved and feel like they were really involved in mission uh where i actually think to a large extent we were causing them to miss the the places where they actually had the opportunity for maximum missional impact Uh, The places that they already were in life, in their jobs, in their schools, in their neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. And so part of the idea of us simplifying the schedule is to encourage and to push people to be on mission right where they are already. Like you don't have to be involved in 90 million church activities. So get to know your neighbors, Mm. you know, um, be involved in the school system that your kids are involved in. Be involved in the the sporting events that they're involved in. Get to know the other parents there, the other families there. Uh, at, at work, invest there beyond just making a, a paycheck. Get to know the people that are there. Hang out with them after your coworkers, after, after work hours, to get to know them and what's going on in their lives. And in all these ways, you will have infinitely more opportunities and more organic, natural opportunities to share about your faith, to share the gospel, to serve people than in creating like an artificial opportunity to go once a Mm. month and serve you know uh the homeless in a park where you're never actually going to build a relationship with any of those people you're not going to know those people i'm not saying don't serve the homeless not at all
0: that's what i heard you saying
1: (laughs) (laughs) but i actually think that even if that's your calling there's a better way to do that than just signing up to to do it once a month Mm. randomly you know, um, I, I think that by nature of of uncluttering people's schedules, if somebody feels called to that, they can actually dedicate more time mm-hmm. uh, to pursuing that. Mm-hmm. And and so that's that's part of why we keep a simple schedule, is to free people up uh, to maximize their uh, their gospel impact where they already are. We'll talk about how mission isn't something that you add to your schedule; it is your schedule. I stole that phrase from a good friend of mine. Um, mm. And and I, ju- I think it's so so true. We want our, our people to see their entire lives, uh, th- uh through the lens of, of mission, and that's that simplifies things. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it sounds really simple, but yeah, my job, uh, school, my neighborhood, my whatever, that's that's where I'm primarily, not exclusively, but primarily, on mission, uh, and it's it's spirit simplicity. Because the spirit is the one who's going to be at work, not in the midst of these powerful, forcefully created opportunities where we get to go do this cool service event or whatever. But, mm. but in the midst of just normal life, the spirit is the one who's going to make those mundane moments miraculous and, and powerful.
0: Mm. Yeah, totally. I can remember uh, someone asked me one time if Shades Valley Community Church were to uh, close its doors. Would anyone in Homewood know? And I feel like when that question's asked, you immediately think about Shades Valley Community Church as an institution. Right. But, uh, and so you think, oh, what programs do we have with people know like Shades Valley Community Church? But to talk about Shades Valley Community Church is to talk about the people of Shades Valley Community Church. And Mm -hmm. if the people at Shades Valley were to leave, Homewood or Birmingham, then heck yes, people would notice.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I mean, we think about the various ways we have teachers and businessmen and bankers and people who work at nonprofits and social workers. And I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And so, yes, there would there would totally be a huge gap. And I think so often churches can be what um, concerned with kind of creating hype, maybe, around uh, various mission programs, where it's shades, I feel like our desire has not been to recreate the wheel, but rather to look outward to what's happening in Birmingham and say, okay, how can we come alongside this person? How can we come alongside this person? And it totally fits in with spirit simplicity, because we don't need the ministry to be under the roof of Shades Valley, because it's not about us and people talking about Shades Valley Community Church as an institution and being like, wow, it's, it's rather people seeing our people and being, um, and the truth of the gospel being seen through their work and their words. So,
1: yeah. When, when people ask, what does Shades Valley Community Church do in Birmingham on mission? I I tell people, I've got to tell you about people, not about programs. Like I have to tell you. It's going to take a while. Yeah. I got to tell you individual stories. Uh, that I that I'm hearing about uh, w- what the Lord is at work doing uh, through our people in their in their jobs and their schools and their families and their um, neighborhoods, all of these different things. Like I've I've got to share those individual stories. You know, one of the ways that we'll talk about our gathering on Sunday mornings is yes, we do talk about it as a family gathering, like in a living room, but we'll also compare it to a gathering of a couple hundred missionaries uh, for encouragement and to be equipped and commissioned to back out. Mm. into their individual mission fields. Mm, yeah. So we're not missionaries when we all gather and do something necessarily together. No, that, that's the time when we're actually being equipped and energized mm. and encouraged and all that. And Then, I mean, we end our service with a commissioning statement. Like our benediction is a commissioning statement. Now go into the world in peace. Mm-hmm. Right. Have courage. Hold on to what is good. Honor all men. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support. Like it's a call to your mission. Mm-hmm. Help the suffering, share the gospel, love and serve the Lord in the power of the Holy Spirit. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with us all. Like it's it's yes, it's a benediction. Yes, it's a blessing, but it's also a commissioning statement of what we're being sent out to do uh, each week. So, yeah, well, I think we have covered it all. I, mean, I think so. I think no one has any questions left about totally. what we mean by spirit simplicity. Yeah. If you do
2: have any questions, you can email midweek at ShadesBalley.org.
0: Yeah, I feel a little bad about my conference joke. I was thinking <laughs> about that. <laughs> I don't have any Regrets. beef. I don't have any beef with conferences. We it go was, to conferences. We go to conferences. Yeah, yeah. Literally, a conference called One. We've been to before. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I was <laughs> going to make a why, joke about AMC how, which is why I think our, that came into my mind. Our
1: denominations. That's so funny. like, which I, which I that Conference called One.
0: <laughs> but I feel like people that you know, they were they were getting what I was saying, right? I do. Uh, I think. do have
1: to say that the efca conferences i've been to maybe not the one like efca one because that's that is the big conference but the other conferences our theology conference or like our other one they are definitely the most uh unflashy conferences i've not a ton of hype
0: (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, not a ton of hype pretty awesome but it's it's
2: good
1: Yeah. yeah yeah So. hey
2: before we wrap up i'm gonna throw a, a mini segment here that i didn't tell you guys well about. it
1: needs an intro song
2: it's so mini. it's it's gonna wow take, it's gonna take two seconds okay all right so i was thinking about this uh maybe jm's album of the week and we don't have to do this every week but i've oh. got an album that i'd like to share with everybody JM's wow
1: album of the week
2: that i think would be edifying i like everybody. it brad cool. i
1: feel like I feel like this is this is Should my. Should we come up with a name for James' album of the no, week? This is this is me making it all about me and my inferiority complex coming out right here because now I'm like, uh, oh, we need like a, a, a Jonathan and Brad book of the week. We gotta oh we gotta gosh. keep up. We Everybody's gotta keep got up. Everybody's got their
0: own corner. <laughs> I I would like to do a TV show personally. <laughs>
2: oh my word! Yeah, you could definitely do that.
1: <laughs> no, let's just let's just stick with uh James
2: for now. James' album of the week. J I was gonna S- share with everybody. Album of the week. <laughs> I really wanted to share with everybody an album that uh, it's actually a Christian album. It's a worship album. Oh, and I'm shocked! It, I know yeah. it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> it's Sandra McCracken, and she just put out a new record called "Patient Kingdom." That actually Jonathan told me about. So credit to Jonathan
1: here. Well, well let look at, look at how the Lord works, oh, I just I feel so affirmed.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's a it's a really great worship album, and I just think that especially like during this time where there's just a lot of. Things in our world going on, whether it's the pandemic or political stuff that's happening, um, I have just been putting it on and have been uh, just feeling really blessed by it. So, do you have favorite songs? The first two tracks are really good. Um, I haven't the back half of the record. I haven't listened to as much as maybe the first five songs, but it's all good though. To,
1: to bring it full circle, I mean, I'm gonna say. Sandra McCracken is someone who through her music I think embraces spirit simplicity. Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, 100%. Like even if you just look at like her album artwork, like the cover, um yeah. and then just uh, the way she uh, her albums are are done and recorded, just I mean melodically, lyrically like it's it's very simple, very powerful. Um and she's not I mean she's not a flashy singer. Nope. You know? Um but uh but yeah, it's a strong album.
2: It is. Maybe maybe she'll hear this and come on the show sometime and talk probably.
1: About it. Sandra, Sandra, call us.
2: Call us. Email us. Okay.
1: <laughs> I bet we Let's talk. Go. I like JM's album of the week. JM's album of the week. It just needs a theme song. You're it welcome, everybody. The <laughs> well, we probably. thank you all for listening and for tuning in. Brad, did you have something to say that I just like stepped on right there at the end?
0: <laughs>
2: I did not. I
0: was, I was just talking.
2: So next week, Brad's T V show of the week. Yeah. Is that
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's gonna happen? I gotta come up with a Christian TV show.
1: <laughs> <sighs> Not many be, of those. It's
2: gonna be tough. Touched by an angel. Uh, oh touched by an angel. <laughs> my word. Oh, now we're just making jokes. Sound theology. Stomach. Oh. Yes. Uh, Christian uh,
1: it, TV show of the week. I, I thought Veggie it.
2: Tales. <sighs> oh yeah, I love Veggie Tales.
1: Oh yeah, totally. Larry's uh, silly song sing-along. <laughs> Got to do it. I'm trying to think. Okay. okay. All right. well, we we, think about it. TV we show. are we are like <laughs> crashing and burning here at the end. Like like the value of our content is just depreciating by the second. Yes. It doesn't
2: have to be Christian is the thing. Okay. No. It doesn't have to. Okay. We thank no. everybody.
1: <laughs> In all seriousness. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed uh, this episode of Shades Midweek, and we will see you.